One, two, three, four. Screen time! Screen time! Screen time! Screen time! Screen time. It's my screen time too. Screen time! Screen Hello and welcome to It's My Screen Time Too, the podcast where two moms pretend that watching TV made for preschoolers is as fulfilling as watching a season of Fargo. I'm Katie. And I'm Deborah. And I have one son. His name is Jay. He's 20 months old. And I have a seven-year-old named Tony, and I have twin four-year-olds named Libby and Nate. So Katie, let's quickly summarize our screen time policies again for new listeners. My screen time for my kids might be changing because the seasons are changing. It's light out longer. The weather is getting warm. There's more stuff to do, but... For the mean t- in the meantime, they still get screen time before dinner for about 45 minutes to an hour. And we still do not have a concrete screen time, although it's getting to be to the point where he pretty much watches a half an hour of a show every day. I'm starting to feel a little bit of guilt over the fact that uh, we use screen time at restaurants so we can go out to eat and he is distracted by something mostly just because I learned that my little sister's daughter just colors quietly at the table (laughs) while mine is watching Paw Patrol so now I feel like a bad mom Uh, but yeah no no screen time policy on our end quite yet he's still a little young for that I think (laughs) should we tell a quick story about how adorable our children are just to get it out of our systems sure So to follow up on our last conversation, basically my seven-year-old had told me that he knew what the I word was, a swear word, which turned out to be idiot. So then the next day after we, you and I talked about that, he told me that the S word was stupid, which is cute and innocent and adorable. So I taught him the real S word. I taught him how to swear (laughs) (laughs) and taught him like a whole bunch of proper contexts for using it and then said, don't ever say this at school. (laughs) That is awesome. (laughs) I was sort of conflicted, but not really because I just told him. Yeah, I guess better he hears it from you, right? Right. I guess. Now he can teach everybody else in the first grade. Oh, he's so going to be the cool kid in class now. (laughs) That is hilarious. (laughs) Well, my story has to do with the joy of raising a future nerd, which is not necessarily something I set out to do, but um, I can't believe I'm mentioning my little sister twice within the first three and a half minutes of our podcast, but... She recently went with my mother and my niece to Disneyland, and Mm. they brought us back some presents, and those presents were a little bag full of six-inch high Star Wars figures, and, uh, you know, Aunt Laura comes over and gives the bag to Jay, and Jay starts pulling them out of the bag, and everything he takes out, he pulls one out, and he's like, oh, Chewbacca. And then he goes back in the bag, and he's like, oh, Stormtrooper. And he goes back in, and he's like, oh, Darth Vader. He knew all the names. I don't even he's know how this He's not even You did dress him up as Yoda, though, for his newborn baby 
birth announcement. That's true. <laughs> so it was Dustin. It was probably something floating in the amniotic fluid that did it. <laughs> That's cute. I thought that was pretty funny. Should we move on to today's fantastic topic? Speaking of nerds. <laughs> it's Word Girl. Girl. <laughs> All right. So Word Girl is a show on PBS. I'm just going to read a quick summary from PBS's website. Word Girl is an animated series that follows the everyday life and superhero adventures of Word Girl as she fights crime and enriches vocabulary usage all in a day's work. Disguised as mild-mannered fifth grader Becky Botsford, Word Girl arrived on planet Earth when she and her monkey sidekick, Captain Huggyface, crashed their spaceship. In classic superhero form, Word Girl possesses superhero strength with the added benefit of a colossal vocabulary. Word Girl has a family and friends who have no idea of her secret identity. As Word Girl, she battles and prevails over evil, albeit ridiculous and comical villains. I looked it up on Wikipedia, which says that it ran from 2006 to 2015 in some form or another. At first, I guess they were short episodes and then they went on to being full 30-minute episodes, but whatever. That doesn't really matter. Only season one was available to us through Amazon Prime, so that is what we watched. Although I really don't think that it corresponded to any season one that aired. Again, not that that matters. Um, so why did we pick this one? Well, a f- mutual friend of ours told me that her seven-year-old likes playing the Word Girl games mm. online. So that was one reason. And I'm also, as we mentioned, a super nerd. And I love words and puzzles. So it feels like of all superheroes, this one was probably made for me. And the all the other shows we've watched have been uh, cable broadcasts, I think, up to this point. So right. we wanted to give uh- PBS a shot. So the episodes we watched, we watched, at least according to Amazon Prime, episode one, which was called Tricks and Treats. Episode 10, You Can't Crush City Hall. And episode 15, Coupon Madness. And we took the extra step of playing a couple of the Word Girl games on pbskids.org to see if they were as good as Deborah's friend's seven-year-old said they were. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we played, I think, Pretty Princess Magical Rescue and Word Girl Butcher Battle. Right. And then I also played a maze game. Maze Mania. (laughs) All right. Let's, I guess, start really quickly by going through the episodes individually, and then we'll kind of just word vomit everything we thought about Word Girl. (laughs) Sounds good. So the first episode we watched was Tricks and Treats. Could have been the pilot, but probably not because it was a little confusing. Okay, so it's Halloween, and there's a girl named Violet dressed up as Word Girl. Everybody thinks she's really the real Word Girl, but she's not. Her nemesis Toby plots to ruin Halloween and sends out robots in Halloween costumes to steal all the candy before other kids can trick or treat. And then it turns out that Violet's friend Becky is the real word girl and she and her monkey pirate sidekick go to reclaim the candy from Toby. And it featured new vocabulary terms, doppelganger, which I was impressed with. I didn't learn that until college, and I even (laughs) took high school German. (laughs) Um, Eerie and supernatural. What did you think of the pilot? I loved it. Yeah? Yeah. The theme song was awesome. It was like 
uh, the theme from Goldfinger, like mm-hmm. the same sort of voice, only fast. Um, I thought it was funny. I thought Toby was hilarious. I, th- I liked the vocabulary. See, I love explanatory theme songs. I miss them. So I was super oh, yeah. jazzed to see that Word Girl had one. But I am also an old person whose husband works around airplanes all day. So maybe I'm used to people just shouting at me all the time because I couldn't understand the words. And we watched three episodes and I still didn't catch all the lyrics. (laughs) It was fast paced. Yeah. (laughs) So that made me feel super old. But I did love Toby as a villain. I loved his sort of Norman Bates-ish relationship with his mother. (laughs) (laughs) That was hilarious. Because he kept saying things like, <laughs> like his co- there was something wrong about his costume and he had a little aside that was, oh, mother fails me again. <laughs> and then, and the- then uh, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Well, one of the funny things was it's Halloween, right? And he gets a toothbrush and he's super mad like any kid would be about getting a toothbrush. And then the robot who got it for him says, are you sure you don't need to brush your teeth? And Toby says, who programmed you, my mother? (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. I wanted to see Toby's mother and explore this relationship in more depth. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And also, we should say that Toby was British because he was the villain. So, of course, he needed an English accent, right? Right, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Too young for a mustache to twirl. Is there anything else we want to say about this episode or should we just move on quickly to the next one? Um, Just one thing, Violet, who was dressed as Word Girl for Halloween but wasn't Word Girl, I didn't love that she had to be stupid. Like, that's how everybody realized she wasn't Word Girl. The supernatural was one of the vocabulary words and she said, I'm really into the supernatural. I eat all sorts of organic and super healthy food. Which the real world girl is like, no, you're an idiot. <laughs> That's not what supernatural means at all. But I mean, maybe I, she could have just been good at something else. I also thought that her piss poor kung fu moves probably tipped people off. Right. <laughs> so it wasn't just that she was stupid. She was also uncoordinated. Oh, poor Violet. <laughs> the disappointing thing to me, and I guess this is more of an o- overarching thing, But after watching that first episode, it was really disappointing that she didn't use the words to defeat Toby. They were just sort of incidental to the plot. I wanted the words to be her weapon. Oh, well. Should we move on to episode 10? Sure. All right. Episode 10 was You Can't Crush City Hall. And they, okay, very quickly, they were having a bake sale at City Hall. And it turns out that Word Girl's mom, or I guess... She must be her adopted mom because she's from another planet. Uh, Word Girl's mom is the district attorney. So they are having a bake sale at City Hall. And a giant sandwich press appears above City Hall and is operated by, I have to look at what this villain's name is, Chuck (laughs) the Evil Sandwich Making Guy. (laughs) And he is threatening to crush City Hall if they don't meet his demands. Uh, The only problem being he doesn't really seem to know what his demands are. So Word Girl goes into the giant sandwich press and is trying to negotiate with Chuck and guess his secret code to stop the sandwich press. And is it Captain Huggy Face? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Captain Huggy Face is trying to find the file that the district attorney has on Chuck the Evil Sandwich Making Guy so they can discover what the password is. And eventually they discover the password and save the day. And I guess the words were doomed and dash and hustle, maybe? Does that seem right? Yep. Okay. That's what I that's what I recorded. Um, which I thought, unlike Doppelganger and even Supernatural and Eerie, Dash and Hustle, eh, they weren't as impressive. <laughs> yeah, like what kid doesn't know Hustle? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like from their teacher, their mom. Yeah. Hustle up! <laughs> <laughs> I liked that this introduced the time-honored trope of the clueless parents which I feel like is really well-loved by the entire children's television and children's movie genre. Mm -hmm. So now we know that Word Girl's mother, despite being the district attorney, which you would think would require a little bit going on upstairs, is super clueless. Right. And makes bad jokes. Like all parents do, because we're not hip. (laughs) I declare these muffins guilty of being delicious. I don't know I thought that one was pretty solid (laughs) and that was really my only comment about this episode it was fine it was cute I kind of like Chuck the evil sandwich making guy as a villain he was not threatening at all but his head was shaped like a sandwich yeah he was he was funny I liked his hot mic moment (laughs) He's like threatening the crowd and then he thinks the audio's off and then he's calling himself handsome. <laughs> Super funny. And then he rolls down the window and the whole crowd is like, hi, handsome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there were some good jokes in this one. Good jokes all around, I think. Yeah. All right. Episode 15. Um, do you say coupon or coupon? I say coupon. What do you say? Well, I go back and forth. I feel like I'm being a funny Midwestern lady when I say coupon, because I think that's what my grandma said, says. I thought they said coupon in the show. Okay, so let's say coupon. <laughs> um, so this one started off in the only grocery store that conveniently still allows monkeys. And um, this was maybe the most gonzo villain. Uh, Granny Mae uses her coupon printer um to make make out fake coupon coupons <laughs> you can <laughs> say coupons if it makes you coupon. more comfortable <laughs> well she cleans out a bank she steals all the cars from a dealership and then when she's in the grocery store where word girl is shopping with her mother and her uh, captain huggy face uh sidekick um the grocery store owner won't give Granny Mae the combination to the store safe, and that's when Word Girl sort of has a standoff with Granny Mae. They end up in a jewelry store, then in her home, and eventually they destroy Granny Mae's coupon machine with, like, radioactive mints from her purse. <laughs> I wasn't sure what was happening with the mints. I loved all her old lady weapons. Yeah, yeah, the knitting needles, and then she, like, knits people into bondage, I guess, so they can't escape. That was funny. And then she had poisonous perfume, and the comment was, oh, it smells like mothballs. 
Granny Mae was definitely my favorite of the villains. Yeah. Um, so I didn't catch all the words. The only one I wrote down was squint. I think bargain also, maybe. Okay. But that's the only other one I wrote down. Okay. This was really the first episode that I noticed that people would talk to the narrator. There was a narrator's voice going on. And mm-hmm. people would often have a side to the narrator and he would speak back to them. Which was cute. A cute little gimmick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else about episode 15? Not really. I, like I said, I thought it was funny. I liked Granny Mae. But that's that's about all I got. Yeah. Coupon madness. Yeah, it, we should say, too, that these episodes were pretty short. Uh, they were tops 15 minutes, I think. Right. Um, so they were more like half episodes of what we would normally see. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about games? Sure. So did you play Pretty Princess Magical Rescue? <laughs> I did. And I should say <laughs> that I just chose it based on its name alone. <laughs> right. Um, and generally, I do not like PC or video games. They're just not for me. They stress me out. Like going around and killing obstacles or jumping over things or it just... Yeah, it stresses me out. So this was exactly the kind of video game that I hate, despite the fact that it was made for children. It still stressed me out because you had to like run and jump over things and get magical flowers. And I, yeah, I was not into it. The only good thing about it was because it was a game made for children, when you didn't jump at the right moment and landed on a crocodile, you didn't have to start all over again. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and just a note, this, I could only play this one on my phone. I couldn't find it on the computer. Yeah. I looked for it and I didn't see it, but I didn't look on my phone. So that's why I didn't see it. Tell me about the butcher battle. Um, oh, just one more thing about pretty princess magical rescue. I'm not a video game person either. Mm -hmm. Um, the only video game I have ever liked playing was Tetris Mm -hmm. on the Apple two GS. See, even that stresses me out. Those blocks keep stacking up. Yeah, it is a stressful game. <laughs> but I thought, because there's no time. Like, you don't time out on the Pretty Princess Magical Rescue. So I could complete it, <clears throat> and it, I didn't feel, like, constrained by a ticking clock. So I thought it was, like, satisfying in the way that, you know how when you're playing bar trivia and you get, like, five questions per round and one is just a ringer that, like, everybody in the room is going to know uh-huh. and when you don't realize it right away and you're like yeah like I'm super smart I know this one that was easy and then you realize that it's like the the planted question that everybody's going to get right oh well you can take comfort that in the case of pretty princess magical rescue I was like the one person in the bar who didn't get it right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still made it, but I fell on a lot of crocodile heads. (laughs) Um, What about the maze one? Was it any good? It wasn't really a game. It was like a choose your own adventure book. So you get, yeah, you get um, three choices. So... I forgot how it started, but Word Girl's, like, in a park, and then she can choose from either, like, the garbage can or, like, a squirrel. 
or something else. And then I picked the garbage can. And so then it leads you down this other path and she's, um, the villain is the butcher. So it was fun. I think it would be fun for a kid to play. I wasn't super into it. I would have loved that. I loved choose your own adventures growing up. Okay. I think there was another one on, uh, pbskids.org for word girl too so after this (laughs) honestly um (laughs) so that was butcher battle right right okay all right should we switch to our overall thoughts sure okay i'm gonna move my notes so they're in front of me and i can feel like i'm looking at you while recording okay Okay, so the visual style was sort of a simplistic comic book style with really thick lines. I was okay with the animation. It didn't stand out to mm-hmm. me in any way, but it was fine. I thought that the I thought that the villains were all funny but not scary. Mm-hmm. Some I don't know, sometimes comic books are can be super scary, but this one wasn't. Yeah, I uh I agree with you that I liked the element of humor. Sometimes I like humor in my procedurals, so that's that was good. But again, I keep coming back to the fact that her vocabulary really didn't have anything to do with how she solved all these problems. Right. Which really got on my nerves. Like, she was just a know-it-all Budinsky who, when people made mistakes with words, would be like, eh, actually, it's pronounced <laughs> on Dave. <laughs> Coupon. <laughs> Excuse me, it's coupon. <laughs> oh, good one. Thanks. <laughs> I've been saving that one up. But I think overall you liked it more than I did. I think I did. I think this is one of my favorite shows that we've watched so far. Not, I don't think I would go as far saying I would ever watch it alone voluntarily but if my kids were watching it I would definitely sit down and laugh with them or tell them what was funny about it (laughs) see I think I expected too much of it from Mm. the premise it just I wanted too much I needed to check my expectations think back about all the other kids shows we've watched and maybe judge it on more of a curve but uh I got too excited (laughs) And yeah, I don't think I would watch it by myself. And at this point, I wouldn't really watch it with Jay either. I don't know. No, he's pr- he probably wouldn't. He's too little, I think. I mean, he knows a lot of words, but I think the word lessons would kind of be lost on him at this point. Mm-hmm. But he might think the sandwich head guy was funny. Right. I actually have a lot of adult shows that I found myself making comparisons to. Oh, awesome. What did you think? Okay, so first of all, like the sort of zany comic bookiness of it really made me think of, did you ever watch that show Agent Carter? No. It was uh-uh. a spinoff from the Marvel Universe. Um, okay. Now I'm going to go full geek for a minute. Did you see the first Captain America movie? No. Oh, man. Superheroes aren't my thing. All right, so the first Captain America movie is the best because it's set in the 1940s during World War II and Captain America falls in love with this secret agent called Peggy Carter. 
So then she went on to get her own spinoff television show, and it was set in the 40s, and it was about this awesome dame who was trying to prove that ladies could be badass secret agents. It was a lot of fun. I didn't, I will admit I didn't make it all the way through the second season because there was this plot line about her boyfriend becoming non-corporeal, and I kind of, I kind of lost interest. Um, But sort of that zany madcap none of the villains are really threatening bright colors sort of it really reminded me of that but then that got me thinking about Joss Whedon and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and how there were some really good quippy jokes in these episodes and I wanted more I wanted more more Buffy I wanted word girl to be Buffy sure that makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. if I had to cast Word Girl, I would ca- I would time travel back to the 1990s, and I would cast Charisma Carpenter from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She played, like, the snooty high school girl, Cordelia. I would cast okay. her as Word Girl, and I would cast her sometime boyfriend slash Buffy's sidekick, Xander, played by Nicholas Brennan, as the Captain Huggy Face. And then the, oh, narr- okay. the narrator would be uh, Giles, and I'm spacing on the actor's name, but I don't know. Buffy was on my mind. That's really what I wanted from this, I guess. Oh, that's a good one. Um, all I have for casting, uh, do you, have you seen Blackish, the sitcom? Yes, I have, but only the first few episodes. Okay, so there's a set of twins, the youngest kids in the family, and so I would cast the girl twin. I think the actress's name is Marci Martin. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I'm saying that right. But she's got a Tracy Flickness about her. Oh. Like, she's kind of a know-it-all. <laughs> so she'd be good. Or else, if we're typecasting um, for Modern Family, the actress who plays Alex Dunphy. Is she the younger uh, daughter? It's been even longer since yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah, um, and the ac- the actress's name is Ariel Winter, and she actually plays Sophia the First. She I realized does? when I was trying to figure out her name, so she's unavailable. <laughs> I think you can do voice work for two separate shows at the same time. <laughs> Somebody call H. John Benjamin and ask. <laughs> and then just one last one, because the evil sandwich making guy was so funny. Mm-hmm. Not alive anymore, but John Candy, if we're time traveling, back to Uncle Buck. Oh, yeah. That version of John Candy, he'd be the ultimate villain for a live action remake of Word Girl. Except that version of John Candy could actually be kind of scary. Do you remember when he threatened the uh, elder daughter's boyfriend with a chainsaw? Yeah, and when he pulled up to their school. <laughs> this car backfired. Oh, I love that movie. Oh, so good. Do you, they actually tried to make a sitcom out of it. I'm pretty sure oh, it really? bombed after, like, maybe it played a couple episodes or maybe it never even aired. Um, yeah, that's just one of those properties that you have to leave be because it's perfect. <laughs> right, right. So on a scale of one zero to five stars, where would you land on Word Word Girl? You know, I think I think I'd give it a three point five, just because it wasn't. I wanted more. 
That's pretty generous. I would give it a 4.5, but I was like laughing out loud by myself. Yeah. Actually, I, I was I was watching it with headphones on as my husband was watching March Madness shows. <laughs> AKA basketball games. March Madness shows. <laughs> That's okay. That's what I would call them too. <laughs> Yeah, I feel kind of guilty. Like I, because it was funny. It was funnier than any of the other shows we've watched. I think. At you least... don't have to apologize for not liking it <laughs> again. That I, much. I, that I, much. I really do keep doing that. <laughs> wow, that went really quick. I feel like we should have more to say. The episodes were short, though. They were really short. The games were easy, like the middle question of bar trivia. <laughs> Speak for yourself, okay? <laughs> when they ask me where the red light is on a stoplight, sometimes <laughs> I forget the positioning. <laughs> oh, I can't answer that. Is it at the top? I think so. I don't know. Orange is in the, in the middle. It's is orange. It yellow. It's yellow. <laughs> <laughs> for listening to this episode of it's my screen time too please rate and review us on itunes you can tweet us with show or movie suggestions or general comments at at my screen time too and send us an email at my screen time too at gmail.com and tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and tv beloved by kids and tolerated by parents bye see ya Screen time! 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 Scre